nights when the moon is high. The shadows dance, evil will rise. The world between the living and the dead is deadly. So now is the time to let the horror you know again. And welcome back to the Horror You Know podcast. I'm Darren. I am Ian. I'm also Ian. And I'm Trump. He's Trump. I'm Trump. And I'm Trump. I like to eat while I'm talking. What a... Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Five seconds in, we're already on our fuck that guy? Okay. I deserve it. I deserve it. You're, He's you're enjoying a little tipsy tonight, so delicious we'll, we'll... Pizza Hut pizza. Pizza Hut, please sponsor us. You, you have such a, a busy day tomorrow, but you're going to be too drunk to drive home. So <laughs> You're going to be too drive to drunk. If anybody listened to last week's episode and our trick-or-treat challenge, they will understand my state of mind. Oh, he's been drinking some Frogman ass. Yeah, and his breath still smells like <laughs> shit this week. It's funny because he's got like one, two, three, four, five, six Wait empty a bottles. Wait a minute. Not all his. Those aren't mine. Not all I, of them. I think Officer, these aren't mine. I think you can tell this man has a problem. Wow. Working on another been one. Been doing huh? a bit of boozing, have you? <laughs> Sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine? You shut your mouth if you know it's good for you. Speaking of taking shots. Now, see, speaking of taking shots, this man over here, his name's Ian Torrance, people, told me. I love how Ian Wells is just talking out the side of his fucking mouth. This guy man, over see? Here. Man. This guy over you want to know about this, sir? He told me <laughs> that I should be the one to take the black cherry shot. Oh. Not at all what I said. Yep. Not even a little bit. Black. He said, "Would you? which one would you like? I said <laughs> strawberry lemonade. Then all of a sudden it was like. Oh, yeah, Ian wants me to drink the black cherry. I was like, never. I, I didn't even know that was an option. He always makes it a race thing. Oh, yeah, so right. you asked me. I didn't even know we had black cherry. Did you put that much emphasis on him? You're drinking the black cherry. Yeah, he said, you black ass, drink the black cherry. <laughs> no, the, none of that conversation. Are you listening to me, Trent? I said he offered me this. <laughs> I said I wanted the pink lemonade. What's that say? What does it say? I don't know. Straw- no, you said strawberry lemonade. Same it's kind of still, thing. Still pink. Still pink. So, all right, we're doing this. Yep. This For some is reason, a, nat- a Natty flavor, Light. Though. I've got Natty Light strawberry lemonade. What do you got? Just lemonade. Just regular old lemonade. I've what also got? got strawberry lemonade. And you got black cherry. Yeah, I got black cherry. All right, here we go. One, two, three, go. I didn't get the fucking cap off yet, failure. <laughs> Not bad. Oh. Not bad. Fuck. That was good. Oh shit! A little bit of burn, a bit of a burn. Walls is having Ooh. a time over there. That black cherry must have had it. People of natural light, can you make <laughs> anything that tastes good? Not a fan, huh? I'm mm. feeling it like I'm feeling it right here. Anybody else feeling it right up in these muscles? <laughs> yeah, I do. Torrance has not recovered. <laughs> Who's that? There's a reason they were a dollar a piece. Okay, buddy. This is called natural light. What's natural it's about it? It's unnatural. Supernatural, maybe. Where's the light part come in? A lot of bang for your buck. But still, we should thank be you, called Trent. Natty. Don't fucking take I- this. I'd rather get banged by a buck than drink this. <laughs> <laughs> Trent is king of questionable drinks tonight. 
The deer just parked up in the woods. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know why it was fringe. Sorry. Yeah. Oh. 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 All of his characters Sucker just have British accents. They don't care where they're from. Cordon Bleu. Cordon Bleu. Just, just whatever he's feeling. You would be the most. So how'd that black cherry taste over there? I know, right? It was disgusting. How, disgusting? Yeah, it tasted like black death. I mean, my lemonade was just pleasant, I thought. My lemonade wasn't bad. Well, Trent, that's because you drank a glass of actual lemonade over there. Oh, well. Anything tastes better than Frogman ass. after that <laughs> Frogman you had last yeah, week. Yeah, there's nowhere to go but... Yeah, there's nowhere to go but... It's both a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. Whew. Yeah. Tune in to last week's episode, if you don't know what we're talking about. We did, like, the trick-or-treat... Uh, I don't know what you call it. Like there were six Trick drinks or treat. There were six drinks. Four were supposedly a treat, even though they weren't very good either. There were no treats. And two there was were no treats. And I definitely got the trick out of the we whole box. We had to pay him five dollars to drink it, and it was gross. We got it on video. In I, one word, what would you guys describe it? I feel like the box probably says trick no treat instead of trick or treat. Sulfur. One word. What would you describe it? Ass. Ass. <laughs> Feet. Feet. <laughs> Sulfur was a pretty good comparison. Nightmare. Nightmare. Mm-hmm. Speaking of. That was bad. Oh, good segue. That's a good segue. Because what are we talking about? We are talking about the Nightmare on Elm Street And we franchise. are on Elm Street, too, recording this podcast. I thought we were we talking about not, Friday the 13th this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> we're on Polk Road. That may be a later road. episode. Okay, so we're going to talk about Nightmare on Elm Street, and that's kind of a... I guess we're talking about like the horror icons, current icons we're from our doing, youth, right? We're kind of doing a run on classics leading up to yes. our one-year anniversary. So, so, so I would we say did the Child's first, Play, and now I'd say the first classics would be the Universal Monsters, which we might bring up in later episodes because we've talked about doing those, like True. the Dracula, Werewolf, Frankenstein. Those are the classic classics. Right. Our childhood classics, however, would be. Child's Play, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, and Halloween. Right. So that's our classics. That's our current classics that we would consider. Yeah, you we know, need to something talk more that about that afterwards. Too. We need to? Mm-hmm. I thought we were talking about right now. What are we talking about? The Universal Monsters. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll have their day. They sure. will have their day someday. We'll bring them up. Because yeah. they, they have true stories behind all of them. So we'll definitely bring that up. All right, so we're talking about Wes Craven. Now, Wes Craven's considered one of the all-time greats for directors for horror. R.I.P. And, yeah, sadly, Wes Craven did pass away uh, in the last few years. So we're going to talk about what inspired Nightmare on Elm Street. All right? So there were a series of articles that were published in the L.A. Times and New York Times back in the late 70s, early 1980s. I found two different articles about it, and, you know, it's kind of a, it's one of those things where, like, there's a lot of stories about it, but those are the two main articles. He actually read the LA Times article, and that's what inspired some of this story. Uh, But it it formed the bulk of the story that he wrote. And there are also, also three separate articles. One was from LA, one was from the New York Times, and one was from Wall Street Journal. Uh... It was about Hmong refugees who fled the violent political atmosphere of Laos, Cambodia, and Vietnam 
to come to the U.S. So here's one of the articles that I'm actually going to talk about first. This is from the New York Times in May 10th, 1981. I actually looked up the... 1981. I actually looked up... (laughs) (laughs) It was a good year. It was a good year. Not to be confused with 19... (laughs) You okay? I'm just taking a sip. I'm sorry. Are you trying to say 99? 1985... Damn it, Trent. I'm so sorry. <laughs> trying to do a musical oh, reference. Yeah. I failed you. He did no, that a couple weeks ago. I did ago. that, and I was like, I missed Trent. I wish Trent was here, because Trent would get it. Yeah. 19. It. 19. Yeah. We were pretty sure that you wouldn't get it, and you didn't get it, because nobody gets it. I got it, but... I'm so sorry. It's okay. You got it now, because Trent, you were here Trent's, the last time you did Trent's it. Trent's a little, a little uh, inebriated right now, maybe, would you say? Yes. I need yeah. sober Trent here. <laughs> yeah. Bring me sober Trent. I'm as, inebri- as inebriated as I've ever <laughs> I'm been. Inebri- <laughs> I'm as inebriated. Right. Let, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm as inebriated I'm, as I've uh, ever been. As in this show. I'm as abbreviated as anybody <laughs> in this show. I abbreviate as much as, as anybody around here. Blame that damn frog man. Can't get him out of my mind. We never did find his backstory, but we need it now. Because he a, fucked you up. We're going to do an episode <laughs> of the Frogman one day. We need to just do a whole like series on just cryptids, whether it's movies or no, not. No, that's, that's well, what we did already. We I was going to say, didn't month. we do that? No, I mean, like, just cryptids. No movies. That's why we had yeah. to watch that horrible Barons movie. We'll do another cryptids. Uh, Darren's Barons. I swear, man. I even told you guys <laughs> before we did that it was going to suck. We'll do another cryptids special before long. All right. I'm going to make sure of it. Well, there's definitely plenty more to talk about. We haven't talked about the Chupacabra yet either. Nope. So here's we'll the actual here's the actual article that Wes Craven read that inspired him to start thinking about this idea. It was called Nightmares Suspected in Bed Deaths of 18 Laotians. <laughs> Laotians. Uh, made 1981 by Wu Keen. Those the same as Lasses? <laughs> Laotians. They were from Laos. I was just picturing like what you put on after a nice bath. Why do, you, nice. Why do you sound drunker and drunker each time you start a sentence? No, what do you mean? What are you talking about? It's funny. He'll start off a sentence and he'll sound absolutely <laughs> fucking smammered. And then, like, the more he talks, he's like, I thought you were going to strive. Saying it was like something you would do over in Russia. And you would just, <laughs> it's, a weird, it's a weird transition. Look at his eyes. Everything about it, it's like, <laughs> this is a perfect episode for Trent to even present. Because it's like, well, the Laotians. The Laotians. I would say something about loud. <laughs> we, right, lo- so, we love you, Trent. Here we go. He the- hasn't said a word since. <laughs> so the CDC in Atlanta was conducting an intensive inquiry into the matter in which apparently 18 healthy Laotian refugees died mysteriously in their sleep in their country in this country within the last four years. One possibility being explored is that they were frightened to death by nightmares. So that's how the article starts. 17 men and one woman were members of a pre-literate Laotian mountain society called the Hmong. Now, I'm going to describe what the Hmong were later, but you got to remember this is pre-literate. So they didn't have any actual, like, they had no written language for this group of people. Can you you say that again? 1981. And there was no language? No written language. They had no written language at the time. <laughs> it means there was a language, it just wasn't written. They, yeah, they, they couldn't, still, they couldn't write, read or write. They couldn't speak. 
but still you, seems odd to me in the 80s, though. Okay, we'll talk about that. Means, about, can you uh, say that name again and spell it out for me? Laotian. You can't no, spell no. it out. They're illiterate. <laughs> the the Humongs or whatever it was. Humong is H M. Keep up, Wells. H M. Didn't say they're illiterate. That's not what he said. H M O N G. Preliterate. You. H M O N G. We're so far off the rails right now. It's just <laughs> There's like sounds everywhere. People beating the table. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> okay, seventeen men and one woman. Of a mountain society called the Hmong, among 35,000 of them are now living in the United States. So this was 1981. 35,000 immigrated to the United States. Most of them fled their homeland after it was overrun in 1975 by the Pathet Lao. We're making fun of this, but this is like one of the most tragic stories in the last 30 years. It's horrible. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> They're illiterate. They can't spell it out. They're illiterate. <laughs> Pre-literate. Excuse me. Oh, oh, we know that. <laughs> so Laotian is spelled L-A-O-T-I-O-N. That sure as shit can't. They're illiterate. The Hmong is H-M-O-N-G. Okay. Hmong. They came from an isolated culture similar to the the American Indian or Native Americans. Most of those who have been resettled into this country live in concentrated communities. Now, this is written in 1981, so this is a serious article about how these people immigrated from their home country in Laos and Vietnam to America. 35,000 of them. Missoula, Montana, Santa Ana, California, Providence, Rhode Island, Denver, Colorado, and Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota, where the largest number of people 10 to uh, 10 to 12,000 resided in Minneapolis St. Paul very few of them spoke any English at all their own tongue became a written language only two years prior so we're talking in 1979 is when they came up it with was written finally. written language wait 79 1979 as you said in 81 there was no written language 81's when this article was written about this phenomenon. So this article was in the New York Times in 1981, so two years prior is when they started writing down their language for the first time. 40 years ago. Yes. (laughs) Why is this so hard for you to figure out? (laughs) That just doesn't seem like that long ago to not have written language. I don't know. 1979. They just just found a a group of people like less than six years ago that had never seen a plane before. It's still on Earth. (laughs) There are still people here on Earth that Language goes back thousands of years, though. Yeah, but like written language is not that common in certain cultures. They don't write things down. They just pass things on through storytelling. Fair enough. Oh, my gosh. You said it (laughs) yourself that they're illiterate. Uh, I can't. I I can't. So, (laughs) their own tongue became a written language only a few years ago, and their adaption to American life has been marginal until some relatively recent conversations to Buddhism and Christianity, their religion was still animist. Now, do you know anything about animist religions? No. Okay. (laughs) I will tell you. Can I guess? Yeah. 
Do you have a guess? <laughs> Why do we need to guess? I'm just going to tell you. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And then he just stared at you ominously. <laughs> I know, right? Well, then I was like, it's probably just too cut and dry, my guess. I was, nah, so, I an animist religion is governed by spirits or manifestations of the soul of the world. So, that, that means... going to say? Not even close. <laughs> so, that means, just like Native American religions, anything can have a soul or a spirit. So, like a tree spirit or a wind spirit or an animal spirit. Okay, tree spirit. So, so the whomping tree from Harry Potter and exactly. the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> so, so that's what an animist religion is. These people still had that until they were converted to Buddhism or Christianity. I identify more with the nightmare trees from the Nightmare Forest and Mortal Kombat. The trees that kill people. <laughs> he gives these references. I love it. Nobody here has played Mortal Kombat, I guess, before ever in their life. <laughs> I've played Mortal Sad. Kombat. <laughs> I swear, like Mortal Kombat. The more you know. drunk we get, the worse these go. Off that the was not even a hard reference, though. There's only one Nightmare Force in Mortal Kombat with killer trees. I really don't know anything about it, and I've played Mortal Kombat, really? but I just I was, I was, I was lost as well. I'll be honest. I, I thought we just fight like Trent's another. Still opponent. trying to figure out how the language was only in uh, Mortal Kombat Two. It's where. I think either Noob Saibot or Smoke first shows up. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome, because clearly you didn't know. <laughs> I did not, I'll be honest. And I've played several Mortal Kombat. And so, now that he knows. So, Boner, how are we doing in this The episode? horror you know, it's half the battle. <laughs> yeah, Boner's still here, our fifth podcast host. Boner, Boner's our little uh, podcaster here. He has no head and he's a skeleton. We'll have to take pictures with Boner. Got a bad head game. He does. He, he uh, gives bad head. The boner looked a little more erect last time. His hand was up and everything. He was excited, ready to go. Let's bring him back. He's animated. Hmm. What up? <laughs> He's like, get off me. And once again, Darren, where is Boner's head at? You don't want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just. Are you saying? Out. Are you saying that his kappa was, was detated? detated. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, so once again, they didn't speak English or any language. I'm with you. <laughs> they had no written language. Is it because language. it was no, not written yet? They had no written language yet. Trent. Still and seems odd, <laughs> but I'm with you. So the cause of death of the 18 refugees remains a mystery. The deaths have been generally attributed to probable cardiac arrhythmia or an irregular heartbeat. So a lot of them, they thought they just had an irregular heartbeat. It's genetic. That's what they died of. Uh, although pathologists have been reluctant to advance this publicly, one possibility being explored is an obscure pattern described in medical literature as Oriental Nightmare Death Syndrome. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow. What the fuck? We can't say Oriental What anymore. the fuck? Yeah. Back in 1981, Oriental was all right to describe people as. No, no, that's oh not good. It sounds <clears throat> like some Mickey Rooney fucking breast breakfast at Tiffany shit right there, but whatever. Okay, uh, they thought it was terror induced by a nightmare, so that's what the Oriental Nightmare Death Syndrome was. Is that word frowned upon? Oriental? When you're describing a person, it is. Yeah, you okay. could say Asian, but you can't say Oriental because that's like objects, like a rug. You can't objectify them. Why'd you say rug? Like, I don't know. It's the like a rug. rug. Oriental rug. Yeah. Uh, what else yeah. is there? I know what you mean. Yeah. 
Don't they? I mean, it's kind of weird because you still have like the Oriental Trading Company. Is it yeah. certain cuisines? Shit like that. It's kind of. Well, I was wondering I that know, too because call, they used to have the. Uh, you can, but it's they used still to have the like Oriental ramen, but then they stopped making yeah. thing. As long as it's not a person, I think you're okay. I I assume. I don't know. However, I did hear. I did hear somebody related to me, not my wife, but somebody related to them called somebody else Oriental. And I was shocked. Wait. I was like, what? Someone from your wife's side of the family used that term? She's fucking Korean, too. <laughs> That's what's weird. She said somebody else was Oriental, and I was like, what? Maybe it's one of those things that, like, they can say it, but... I don't know. Like, what it's, else, Trent? What other words? I don't know. Them? I don't know. <laughs> like, for example, Trent means and I, we can all say Caucasian. Yeah, exactly. Nobody else is supposed to say that. We could say cracker. Uh, but yeah. Nobody could say cracker. Yeah, unless yeah. you're saying Ritz. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't think of anything else, but, you know, that, that's a good example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird <laughs> word that is kind of frowned upon now. Well, I'll be damned. So, What's up, right. my Oriental? Dr. Roy Barron, an ep epidemiologist at the CDC acknowledged that the nightmares were possibly uh, was a possibility but emphasized that no conclusion had been reached however he did say on the basis of the reports from the medical examiners who'd examined these bodies preliminary analysis pointed to natural causes and in effect ruled out any accidents foul play or suicides so he did say they died naturally in their sleep this is a quote from him there is all kinds of speculation, but for the time being, we have no real explanation. All these people seem to have been in good health. I know that what they didn't die of, however. They didn't die of getting shot in the head, stabbed in the heart. They didn't die of a fall off a roof. They didn't get poisoned because we did an autopsy in each case, and we got a big zero. So he did not know exactly what they died of. He just knows it was not caused by any extraneous outside activities, right? So, I'm a little drunk, so if you mention this, I'm sorry. Was there... <laughs> was there no, an... Trent, there was no written language until... There was no written right, language, bro. Right, right. No, was there, was there like an average age of these people that you mentioned that I wasn't listening to? Um, anywhere between, and it says that, between 20 and 50... So pretty young. So it was, a, yeah, it was very a, it's young. A broad, it's a broad range, but it wasn't old people. Right. All right. So are we thinking yeah. that the findings were just a product of the time and like the technology they had available? Are well, he legitimately? I'm, I'm, I'm going mean, to talk just, about that. I'm okay. going to talk about that. That's I'm a good sorry. question. I'm That's so a good sorry. question. I think I think Boner has a question over there. Boner. Um, Boner. Um, what do you need, Boner? Boner says. Boner says he needs. English. Boner says he needs hood. We don't know. What year was the language written? How's he talking? <laughs> it's from his head across the room over oh. there. <laughs> so he noted that five deaths in Minneapolis-St. Paul area had occurred within 18 months of each other. We didn't think anything mysterious was afoot until the third and fourth deaths happened very quickly. But then we began to wonder, what the hell is just strangling a mouse on? over there? <laughs> he said his own search of the medical literature had disclosed the startling possibility that four who died in St. Paul, all apparently healthy young men, might literally have been frightened to death in their sleep. Mm. To death. <clears throat> to death. Frightened. Scared. The to syndrome death. is called in Filipino 
Banganuk. More racist. Banganuk. Wait. Bang un gut. Bang on gut. Bang on gut. Filipino. Bang on gut. That's a word for nightmare and is described in medical literature as a nightmare death syndrome. So that's an actual thing that's in medical journals called nightmare death syndrome. The fatal affliction, Dr. McGee said, has been suggested as the cause of death in similar cases among Filipino to Laotian males between 30 and 50 years old. That is interesting because we've all heard coming up that if you die in your nightmares, you die in real life. Yeah. So that's like one article about multiple men dying quickly, right? Almost a decade later. This is 1988. So we're talking seven, eight years later after that first article. This was in the LA Times. Almost a decade after the syndrome was first reported, doctors still do not know the causes of the rare affliction that kills young male Southeast Asian refugees. As they sleep in 1981, the CDC began tracking mysterious rash of sudden unexplained nocturnal deaths occurring in apparently healthy male immigrants from Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia. The problem, unknown in other ethnic groups, has now claimed more than 104 men and women. So in the last nine years, it went from 18 to 104 men and women. Now, this is interesting because this article was written in 1988. The movie we're talking about happened in 1986. No. Was it 86 or 84? No, I think 1984. Was it 86 or 84? I think it's four. We'll have to look it up. Now I'm thinking four. We'll look it up right now. So that was... So how is it based on it? So it was three years after the original articles. But more deaths happened after the movie to just those populations. So that's interesting, right? Are you sure it was 1984? Yeah, because, well, I started thinking, I was like, the majority of the ones came in the 80s, and there's no way, like, they all would have came if it was 86. So I double-checked, and it is definitely 84. Number two didn't come out, number two came out a year later in 85. Number three was 87. Discuss. Yeah. Discuss. And here's the thing. 104 to. women and only, or men and only one woman. That's In that amount weird. of time. So it's all men, pretty much. That's weird to me. And they were averaging 33 years of age. Isn't that weird? Because aren't men so in the middle risk for heart attack than women are? Probably, but at 33? Yeah. 33. That's, that's young. Right? You know what I've heard? I've heard that only the good die young. Shut up. Only the good die <laughs> Say the, the, say the number of men young. again. A hundred and four men and one woman. Many men. That's weird. It is. 98% I mean, of the deaths occurred between the hours of 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. In 1981, the peak year of the deaths, 26 men, often Hmong refugees from the highlands of northern Laos died in their sleep. Usually victims were simply found dead, but when medics arrived quickly, the men's hearts would be found fibrillating or contracting wildly, a symptom Parrish said may result from numerous possible causes. Dr. Ronald Munger, an ophthalmologist at University of Minnesota, said the epidemic of unexplained deaths of the refugees, refugees has declined sharply in the United States as Southeast Asian immigration had declined 
but the problem is still common in refu refugee camps in Thailand. So they're still having this problem all the way through the 90s of people dying kind of like a SIDS death for adults, right? Sorry, just but most of them are men. That's what's throwing me off. Yeah. Like, you, I mean, you think little kids yeah, dying in their exactly. sleep, you know, but these are adults. And these yeah. are mainly adults from one concentrated area. It's not like people from Europe, people and from men. America. So we don't know, like, men. what outside circumstances could have been contributing to this. Well, they looked into it, they couldn't find anything. So many theories have been proposed that the cause of the death, including genetic anatomical and psychological factors suspects could be poor diet or situational uh, I don't know what you'd say it doesn't really say that here situational like circumstances yeah factors that they were in which I'll talk about here in a second Munger noted that the death rates subside the longer the refugees are in the United States so the death rates went away as they were in the United States slowly they got less and less each year. Uh, he said his hypothesis is that the deaths are the legacy of poor diet in refugee camps or Asian homelands. This June, he, he uh, presented a at a conference results of the studies he had done on sudden deaths in Thai refugee camps as being more malnutrition, stuff like that. Now, that's kind of interesting. At the same time, it's like, to me, it doesn't make sense because if they would have like brought them over, they probably would have done some kind of health study on them. Well, you would think that. You would think that. But that's a lot of people to be dying just for no, you know, no cause whatsoever. Trent. Yes. Yes, I'm here. We grew tiny boy babies together. We bathed in the same sink together. We suckled at the same, same teeth. One at a time, we both suckled at the same teeth. <laughs> I'm impressed because he's so drunk that I didn't think it would hit it. I, I, it is. I think we perform better when Trent's drunk. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Did you have a question for me? So I, I have a. I did, a couple but I of, really don't remember what it was. I started doing the bit. So who's really the drunk one? <laughs> you. It's really the drunk one. It's still me. Really Drunk one, flim flim man. What in the fuck is going on right now? Go ahead, Trent. What were you gonna say? I'm trying to like process all this. I guess. Me too. My, buddy. Me too in my buddy. drunken state of mind, is Trent gonna these, last the whole night? No. I think he will. All these people have died, and they're just chalking it up to malnutrition. That just seems weird. Malnutrition, in the middle of that's, their that's sleep. A, that's a, yeah, that's a cop out answer. Isn't it? Oh well, he just clearly wasn't. And they weren't dead when they got there. On some podcast. of them, they were actually like. Static. Their hearts were like palpitating, you know. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, I don't. And then they die of a heart attack, pretty much. And that it doesn't seem it's malnutrition, Trent. Did it doesn't anybody seem try odd to, to anybody? Did anybody try to feed these children spare ribs while they were sleeping? <laughs> I don't know. It just so, seems weird. Here, here's a possible explanation. So I'm going to talk about this. Most of these people. Papal. <laughs> wait, wait. Never mind. Who's the drunk? Never mind. It's not you. Most of these papal states of America. These papal. I love, I love papal. papal, but I can't stand it. these papal. So most of these people come from. Sure, the, you're so smammered. <laughs> smammered. Most of these people come from the killing fields. Now, if you don't know anything about the killing fields or have seen the movie The Killing Fields, you need to watch that movie because it's fucking heart wrenching. 
The killing fields are a number of sites in Cambodia where collectively more than one million people, one million people were killed and buried by the Khmer Rouge regime, which is a communist party of Kampuchea. During its rule in the country from 1975 to 1979. So we're talking about right before all this started happening. And they got out of their country and moved to America or immigrated to Europe or whatnot, you know. Uh, immediately after the end of the Cambodian Civil War, which lasted from 1970 through 75, the mass killings are widely regarded as part of a broad state-sponsored hmm. genocide. State-sponsored genocide. So for about four years, they killed, they literally killed about one million people, right? Uh, analysis of 20,000 mass grave sites by the DC CAM mapping program in Yale University indicates at least 1,386 million victims were executed. Estimates of the total deaths resulting from the Khmer Rouge policy, including death from disease and starvation, range from 1.7 to 2.5 million people. That's more than a few. So that's Uh, out of a 1975 population of roughly 8 million. So they killed almost 2.5 million out of 8 million people in that country. That's fucking horrible. That's a fucking lot of people. That is a lot. And they just buried them in that field. In 1979, Vietnam invaded the democratic Kampuchea and toppled the Khmer Rouge regime finally ending the genocide they had a bunch of trials most of those people were like put on trial like the nazis and you know had death sentences and everything but it absolutely was a tragic tragic time in that that place you know of laos cambodia and vietnam uh so those those people when they're fleeing you know a lot of people like talking about shit here in america we don't need any immigrants and all that stuff so a lot of people bitch about that. You immigrants know, but are a big part of this country. It you know, really exactly. is. I mean, that's our whole country. Is, we're immigrants. We're all immigrants. Yep. So, you know, I mean, forced and otherwise. So, I mean, that's it's, it's a big thing, and these people come to this country. But the tragic story is, did this event cause these nightmares to where they're so fucked up that they're like, you know, they're they're having heart attacks, you know? In the middle yeah. of their sleep, they're having nightmares so bad and so terrifying, seeing people that they know fucking slaughtered right in front of them. Now, so Trent, many, though. Let me ask you this: Have you ever had a nightmare that bad before? To where I've died? Yes. <laughs> uh, or not yet? No. I would say I would say at least to where you almost died, but you wake up right before it happens. Have you ever had? I, <clears throat> I'll start with Trent. This is a question for everybody. You guys have heard my story before, but have you guys ever had like a night terror to where you sleep like, paralysis, or that? Yeah, night terror, sleep paralysis, anything that like you felt a dream was so real it terrified you so much that you shot awake. Yeah, I've had dreams that were so like real to me that I woke up and was like thinking about this dream for like two days at least. Can you describe that dream? I can, but I really don't want to. Do it. <laughs> Do it, bro. I told my fucked up story. I guess it's appropriate for this episode, though, since Freddy Krueger was a child killer. But yeah. The dream in particular I'm talking what? about. I know. It's fucked up. You got up. questions. <laughs> Go ahead. The dream in particular I'm talking about, I was driving along in a truck for some reason. I've never owned a truck. I've drove trucks, but I've never owned one. Anyways, I'm driving along in this truck, and I hit this little girl on the highway. 
Hey, killed it in my truck. You ran over highway. Oh, wow. Yeah. To hell. Yeah. And I like freak out, obviously, and like try to cover it up. Did she run in the highway, or you just saw her and hit her? Yeah, like I was just going down the highway. It was dark in my dream, and then this little kid just runs out in front of me. Jesus. I hit her, freak out, try to cover it up, and like I can feel the pressure in my dream of like the guilt and like mm-hmm. the investigation closing in on me. But even after oh, I, there's, <clears throat> there was people involved in investigating, foreshadowing yeah. of his real life. But seriously, though, killer. like even after I woke up, like I swear for two or three days after that, I was thinking about it like it really happened and it was yeah. just bothering the fuck yeah. out of me. Damn. And I was like, well, at least even with all the jokes we know I, I, that we make, I knew I couldn't actually do something like that and be okay with it. That fucked me up like bad. That's yeah. why I brought that one up. Do the lights <laughs> normally flicker down here? Uh, that's Satan coming to take my soul after Did I told that story. Did you see lights Only when Wells it. confesses his deepest, darkest <laughs> secrets. Yeah. It's like the devil going, no, don't. Ian, shut up. <laughs> you're, you're, you're going against our path. You've said too much. But have, let me ask you all this. Have you all ever had like a series of dreams where you're about to die? And it's like the same reoccurring dream every night. <clears throat> I used to have one where I'd be running down this like red hallway, and like a big ass like. I got scared. Sorry. There's like a big ass boulder like chasing me down this hallway like some Indiana Jones well, shit. Well, you just watched Raiders of the Lost Ark before you went to bed. <laughs> no. <laughs> Doctor Jones. I didn't Dr. actually Jones. watch Indiana Jones hey, lady, until you I was. Doctor Jones. I didn't actually watch Indiana That's Jones until I was a little bit older. Get it right. I'm My sorry. bad. But anyways, I'd run to the end of this hallway, and every time I'd get to the end and be like, I would just like jump off this ledge and just be hanging there, feeling like I'm about to fall. And right before I fall, I wake up every time. Except for one time I actually did fall, like out of my top bunk. And I don't know if I knocked myself out or what, because I cracked my... Were you in like a bunk bed? Yeah, I was sleeping on the top bunk, and I... Who's in the bottom bunk? My friend Walter. (laughs) Walter. Walter. Yeah. You know, did you know Walter Smith? No, I didn't know that you had a friend named Walter. <clears throat> I've known you. Well, for this was like way back when, plus like years. when I was real little. But anyways, I fell out of that top bunk and <clears throat> I hit my head on a crate. And I know I hit my head on this crate because I woke up and my head's still on this crate. So I was like, "This <laughs> head was in the crate." <laughs> Either I was just sleeping that good, or I just got knocked the fuck out when I fell off. But That's hilarious. Yeah. Have you had dreams like that? Didn't feel great. <laughs> yeah, did. no, I told you guys. I got it. He didn't no, feel great. No, I, <laughs> that was meant to be terrible. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it made me laugh. I got it. Thank you. <laughs> no, I told you guys that that one story when you guys were half asleep about me being asleep and waking up so fucking terrified that something was coming to get me that I woke up and it was like it was kind of like lucid dreaming. It was kind of like. I remember like a red room in the kitchen. Yeah, the, the Sour Patch Kids. Fog and the, I'm sorry. I wish. That was Maybe that was a different story. <laughs> I remember the fog. I remember. It was just like. You thinking somebody was coming in. So yeah, like, so I had that happen. And one time I shit you not. He shit you not, people. I won't shit There's you not. There's no shit. He shit you not, but he shit his pants. I ripped my pants. So I had this, this situation. There was a a dream I had one night. Uh, it was Michael Myers specifically. Really? Really? You're just going to breadstick right now during my fucking story? He's trying to soak up the so alcohol. <laughs> the frog man. So, 
don't know what you're talking about. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I fall asleep, and Michael Myers is after me. Okay. I wake up, and I wake up for a minute, and I'm kind of like dazed, and I'm in my room because that's where I live and that's where I sleep, and I'm like, fuck, man, and I'm so tired. But the fear is the only thing that woke me up. And I fell back asleep. And I will be damned if when I fall asleep, I don't fall back into the same dream. And it was kind of comical because Michael Myers at this point looked disappointed. He was just sitting at this table. And he had his knife on the table and he was just spinning it around like a top. And he just looked like, and he had his hand like on his. He just looked so sad. You're boring him. Yeah. (laughs) But when I came back. When I pop back into the dream, he notices me and he jumps up and he looked he looked happy to see me. And he jumps up with his knife and he comes at me again. I was like, Jesus Christ! Why? <laughs> like, why does my brain work this way? That's waiting for you. The dream went on pause. <laughs> yeah, that's what it felt like. And I was just like, God, I hate that Like, I have such a vivid imagination that I fucking do this to myself. I'm sorry, Mr. Boner, do you have a question? He does. I don't think I've ever had a nightmare about a movie, Monster. Uh, really? Every- well, except for the chick from the grudge, for some reason. You know, ah, the- Samara. Yeah. So that I'll be up after I it. I don't know if this makes oh, me fucking ring. creepy or what, but I never have dreams where I'm like scared. Really? I never do. Dreams. I have dreams where I'm fucking going crazy and killing people. It's I had a dream where Brock Lesnar was trying to kill me. I, I bet that was scary. Is. Like I'm always like, if I'm fighting, <laughs> if like somebody, if somebody's coming at me. I fight them and I fucking kill them and then I wake really? up nervous because I just you don't have a problem somebody. where you punch like way too slow in the dream. I never fucking die in my dreams. <laughs> I always kill people. It's weird. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, Norris told <laughs> Norris told me like I woke up one time where my I was dreaming something kind of scary, and one of my daughters screamed because she had a bad dream, and I woke up and I jump up out of bed and my sheet because I only sleep with a sheet. Mm-hmm. All times of the year, winter, summer, whatever. That's all you sleep with? Only a sheet, man. That's Keep all talking. I'm saying. <laughs> mm, you guys are imagining that now, right? Uh-huh. Mm. I'm oh, right yeah. now. Oh, we yeah. may have a sleepover. We're, so, imagining like, what's in, we're imagining what's in between the sheets. Yeah, it is. Mm, yeah, it is. He doesn't give a sheet. So I, I jumped up, and I was fucking fighting the sheet because I thought somebody was on me. And he like was, she, was, my daughter literally, my was daughter was literally three, screaming. He, he, was, he was three down, sheets to the wind. <laughs> my daughter was screaming downstairs, and I was fucking fighting the fuck out of the Shadow sheet. I was sheet. fucking killing its ass. Damn. Did you win? I did. That's yeah. dangerous, man. But yeah, I, for the I people fucking, you love, he's just beating the fucking. I don't know what it is about my dreams. Sheet. I give you props for being able Maybe to fight in your dream, though, because I don't know about you all, but it seems like every dream where I need to fight in it. Either my punches are like moving slow mo and it drives me fucking crazy. You can't run. Or it's like I got a gun, but I can't get it to fire, no matter what I do. I think all my dreams end up me killing something, and I'm scared to death that I'm killing something. Like I'm going to prison because I killed something. Yeah. I will. Like say. I'm always killing shit. <laughs> Trent, do you wanna you wanna switch seats? So I will say that <laughs> God, I um I Aww. do I no. Just let it happen, Trent. Let Boner bone you, Trent. I will say that um, I do have a lot of bad dreams, especially over the past few years. Like, constantly. I love them. Constant nightmares. What do you think causes them? I love them. So, I'm going to tell you something, like, really. Here's a strange fact about it. Here's some deep, 
deep yeah, dive a little, right a little here. Bit. Um, you're, you're really getting into the really in right now. He does drugs. That's what it is. I mean, if it would help. <laughs> so when I was uh, when I was married, um, or just like, well, I guess that's a good example. When I was married, like I never had bad dreams, ever. Like once, once or twice. And that's because you were living your nightmares. Months. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, I think it's the comfort of being there with somebody next to you, even if it's not like laying directly on me. If it's somebody in the bed with me. I sleep better, and I've noticed like if I have friends like come over and say, "I've noticed night, that too." Yes. Yeah, Trent. You know, I don't wake up screaming anywhere right. when you're there. Yeah. So, um, if 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 I'm actually like laying there and like a friend comes over and stays the night and sleeps in my bed, you know, because friends come over and stay the night with you, you guys know. Mm-hmm. You dirty motherfucker. No, I'm 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 being absolutely legit. Like somebody just comes over, stays the night, and I don't have nightmares. I don't wake up 14, 15 times in the middle of the night. I just. I don't know if it's a comfort thing, but it's weird because, like, now that I, I live alone and I'm single and I sleep alone, I have way more nightmares than I did when I was, like, with somebody. It's fucking... It's I heart-wrenching. Love, I love I'm not even gonna lie. All my dreams every night are, like, a movie for some reason. Like, very vivid. And even the ones that, like, fuck me up, I still kind of enjoy them. I enjoy is probably a strong word. It's interesting. Like, I should probably keep a dream journal like Stephen King. Well, just so you two know, we have 59% now female listeners out there. (laughs) (laughs) So if anybody's listening... Ian needs a person to sleep with. And we have uh, we have people that are interested in... You can even build a pillow for it. Reaching out to Ian or Ian... We're we're they're there for you. And I know I'm 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 being like, and this is a hundred percent like a legit story. And I've I've noticed this, and I've had conversations. I may have told you guys this. I can't remember, but that's a legit thing. Like I I can't figure out why, but anytime like somebody's like, oh like can I come over to the night? I'm like yeah, it doesn't bother me in the least. I mean I can lie to you. I've I've lived <laughs> I lived exactly two years of my life without someone in my house. That's the thing, though. And I've I'm been, 50 years old. Man. So it's, it's I feel you. I know what you're talking but about. But I've been single it's for weird. seven years now. Now seven that you know years. us, you never But it's still weird. I mean, during I those two years, I felt fucking weird yeah. not having people in the household. And, I, and, I, yeah, and, I and it wasn't a scared way. thing. It's no. it's not a scared thing That's the at thing. All. I was never scared. Yeah. I'm not scared when I go to bed. I'm not scared of, like, the dark. I'm, yeah. And I know, Trent. I am scared of the dark. No way. Um, maybe you need a, like, no joke. Maybe you need a pet. See, uh, people have suggested that to me, like, at least a cat of some sort of companion. I'm just like, yeah, but, like, I'd, I'd, it would have to be in the bed with me. And yeah. Not worth it. Trent, will you be Cats are assholes. You don't want a cat. Trent, will you be Dogs are great. Your dogs are great. Asshole. But Look, one thing about it is if you go on vacation and you have dogs, nah, you got to take care of them. cats are assholes, right. I'm sure. It's just like, I don't know, it's just weird because, like, you said, like, you were you were apart for two years and you were you slept next to somebody for how many years before that? Roughly, I mean, it was probably over two. I have to say, I still had my daughters for at least a year and a half. Okay, with me. Somebody, so, in the but house. they were in they were in the house in other parts of the house. Yeah, and I I don't know if it's, it's a little different. Alone. And a lot of like I watch a lot of scary movies, and I know if anybody's thinking like, well, it's probably it. I don't. It's I can watch a comedy, Shaun of the Dead, before I go to bed. No, I can watch any comedy or romantic movie or anything before I go to bed, and it's the same thing. 
So that's why, like, at this point in my life, I just, like, if I want to watch a scary movie before I fall asleep, I'm going to because I'm going to have a nightmare anyway. Doesn't bother him. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, it's the same effect. And then I'll wake up, like, three or four times throughout the night. And I'm not going to say, like, it's insomnia by any means because I still get, like, a few hours of sleep uh, every night. But for the most part, it's just... But that kind of makes sense, though. And it goes back to what we're saying about these people. They had trauma in their lives. I mean, you had stuff in your life that's affected you, mm-hmm. right? We all do. And that stuff mentally takes a toll on us and it mentally puts us in a state, especially when we're relaxing and dreaming to where we're thinking about certain things and our breath, our brains will trick, you know, play tricks on us and play scenarios that aren't sensical, you know, and these people right here went through extreme trauma, seeing people murdered right in front of them all the time and they got out of it. And then part of it's guilt, part of it's, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, and I, I often wonder, like, I, uh, now I've talked to you guys about this, and now everybody's going to know this if they don't know, but I have struggled with really bad, like, anxiety and depression over mm-hmm. the past, like, roughly seven years. So I don't know if that has a play in it whatsoever, if that, like, is a mindset to where, like, yeah, like, my brain just doesn't shut down sometimes. It's just constantly overthinking, and I don't know if it just plays into, like, when I fall asleep, it's just like... Oh, you thought you were going to escape? Wrong move, motherfucker. And the, it, just, mm. it just goes into something. And, and sometimes, like, it's not even like it's a scary dream, but it doesn't even scare me sometimes. I just, I, but I still wake up and I'm like, oh, fuck. It's, it's just weird because, like, I'll wake up and, because, like, I'll hear this tapping or whatever. And I'll wake up and I'll look out the window and there's Trent there at 4 o'clock in the morning just <laughs> tapping on the window. Just, yeah. Hey, it's buddy. Like, buddy, you got a key. Hey, buddy. Just come in. What are you doing? Just I have in, such man. intense dreams sometimes that I'll like... a vampire. Like, He's like up. the boy from Salem's Lot. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> I have such intense dreams sometimes that I'll wake up and catch myself like grinding my teeth and I hate it. Yeah. And I don't know why that happens. I'm very fortunate to where I don't do that because that would drive me crazy too. Yeah. So I get where you're it coming sucks. from on that. My worst nightmares that I've ever had in my life have all involved my kids... I don't know if your kid is like old enough to where you've started dreaming about her dying. I don't have a lot of nightmares. Yeah, I mean, the older they got, I'm not trying to. We all just lived in Trent's fairy tale world with his Trent's perfect fucking life and candy drops and rainbows. Trent's like, I don't have nightmares. I am the nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) There's the occasional dream where I might like kind of jolt awake real quick, but like anxiety. Nothing that I can remember anyway. Well, Nothing. the older your kid will get and the more problems she has, the more sure. dreams you'll start having. Yeah. Like, I'm I sure. literally have dreams now. Like, when I have nightmares, it's always involving, you know, just shit that I'm already involved in, either my teaching or, you know, it's, it's never like anything involving me being scared, usually at this point. It's like those are symptomatic from other anxieties I already have, like kids growing up. Are they are they okay? Are they okay when they go out on dates? Are they okay when they... Sorry, Boner. My bad. Is Annie okay? That's what I want. <clears throat> Is who? Annie, Annie, are you okay? Annie? Annie's okay. okay. She's Annie, okay. okay. She's okay, Annie. Are you okay, Annie? <laughs> you've been hit by... You've been struck by... You guessed it. Smooth criminal. <laughs> but yeah, Darren, I, I I hear what you're saying over there. I, mean, I, I don't know if it's different. Anxiety, like, I think, is a lot of our personal experience. You've had certain experiences that have caused all these nightmares. Mm-hmm. 
I've had experiences with three daughters, you know, one's 26 with a child now that's upstairs, you know, I've got a 22 year old and I've got a 16 year old now. Uh, it's a lot different. You got a two and a half year old. Mm-hmm. You barely have your second child. Mm-hmm. You've had things happen in your life. Mm-hmm. You're a fucking serial killer over there, you <laughs> know. I think a lot of I think so, a lot of my problem these days is that I choose to go to sleep listening to like deadly women or uh, yeah shit like that. Uh, you can't uh, sleep like without a, it. Forensic <laughs> files. But that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like I said. If you went to sleep listening to anything else, would you still have the same nightmares? Probably. But see, like that's I what I'm that. saying. That's what I'm saying. I do too. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying like you become kind of immune to it. Like when you're awake, it doesn't bother you. So why would it bother when you're sleeping? But you're gonna have a nightmare anyway. Like the little girl thing that I talked about. I think I that came that. from forensic files. What you should stop doing? Because I know there's an episode that plays quite often on the channel I watch where the guy uh, from a newspaper company runs over a little girl in the parking lot. Mm. Yeah. And he tries to cover it up. Wait, well, didn't you work for the Madison Courier? I did. <laughs> Wells tosses and turns, and he can't sleep, and so then he finally puts in a podcast of someone being killed, and he's just like, mm. yeah, that's better. He listens to that the Disney sound movie of, like, was really freaking me. People out. being terrorized and tortured and screaming. He's like, and he sleeps oh, like a baby. Thank God. <laughs> right, that, goes back, been... that goes back to what we're talking about. A lot of a lot of these people, I'm thinking, probably had a lot of shit going on in their lives obviously and they just fucking stress them out and they come to america and even though it was chill here in america they still couldn't speak the language as we recall trent because it hasn't been they had no written language at the time yeah they couldn't couldn't read so so they could speak to each other they couldn't really communicate with other people around them and they felt isolated and they had this terror in their lives so i mean it was traumatizing I mean, mean, sometimes people, I mean, your your RPM goes up to a certain level. You could die. Too many gigawatts, Trent. I don't know. Too many what? So here's here's some of the other things that influenced Wes Craven to write the story. That was the article that influenced him. The second Mm -hmm. one's funny. The 1970s pop hit Dreamweaver by Gary Wright. Really? (laughs) Dreamweaver. I believe you could make, make it through the night. <laughs> this is beautiful. what you people come here for. That, that was beautiful, awesome. guys. That, was beautiful. that really sounded good. It was something. Elm Street was also an actual place. Wes Craven mm-hmm. was a humanities professor at Clarkson University at one time. His students made a film in 1968 parroting the hackneyed horror tropes they filmed the movie along Elm Street in the village of Potsdam, New York. Craven used the name in his final draft as a nod to that project, Elm Street. Doesn't like every town have an Elm Street? We got an Elm Street here. We do, mm-hmm. more or less, yeah, probably. So he made a, you know, he he kind of did a little wink and a nod to their, you know, some of his history, so those kids would know that he was thinking of them. And then Freddy Krueger was inspired possibly by Fred Krueger who was Craven's bully in his childhood. He also remembered an older man whom he saw outside the window of his home. The man looked back at Craven, and the stare perturbed him so bad that he always remembered it. Craven chose the sweater to be red and green since those were the two most contrasting colors as perceived by the human retina. Uh, something else about that man that he saw outside his window is that he said they made eye contact and he like ducked down and then when he popped back up to see if the man was still there he was still standing yeah and it was it was a transient man I guess everybody knew in the town it was kind of crazy yeah 
So, yeah. Uh, so he sought to make the killer of his dreams as eccentric as possible and involved all of these ideas into one theme. Genius. You got an experience with a transient being, don't you? Yeah, you do. You told us I that do. story. Oh, that if you guys want to hear that story, go back to our first episode. That's a great story. It's probably one of the creepiest stories that ever happened to me. Almost one year prior. One year prior. It was one year ago. Our very first episode, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's all I have for the uh, background to the Nightmare on Elm Street true story. So let's get into the movie. It's um, it's been a while since I've seen a movie. Seen that movie. Not wow, you didn't watch it right before recording? No, wow. you know why? Because I've seen the movie like 15 times. But... But, but, Matt. I wasn't doing it on purpose. Don't you look at me like that. Matt. Oh, my gosh. Y'all want to see one of the murders go down there? <laughs> yeah. That, the, the issue was, growing up, there was an issue. The issue with me growing up was, I loved scary movies. Loved, loved, loved scary movies. Loved. Miss them. Do you like scary movies? Love them. And none of them actually, like, really, like, kind of, like, frightened me a little bit. Like, I was a little nervous. That one actually scared the shit out of me growing up. Because this was <clears> a man <throat> that murdered you in your sleep. Yes. Not while you were sleeping. In your fucking sleep. Trent, you fall asleep. Where are you going to go? You can run. To but death. you can't hide, bitch. <laughs> you, can't, you can't call that, the Ghostbusters. That's pretty freaky. Because so try, that, try as you might, you could try and stay awake, but eventually, you're going to fall asleep. There's, like, nowhere to run. You got to think about it. Put it in perspective for you. One, two. Freddy's coming for you. <laughs> Three, four. You better lock your door. Five, six. For some reason, I always... Like, Five, six, get your crucifix. For what? Is he scared of crosses? <laughs> Freddy Seven, was creeping. eight. But not really scared of me. For some reason, late. it's always been dudes like Nine, Jason ten. and Never Michael Myers. Again? Stop! Okay. <laughs> He's, that's not phasing him. Not even a little bit. They got to 10. You can go ahead. Okay, go ahead. My bad. You guys done? Yeah. yeah there's only 10. Okay. There's only 10. No, I'm gonna right. stop you anyway. I was just going to say, like, Freddy to me was, like, creepy, but I always thought he was cool, too. Yeah. yeah. I was always more scared of guys like Jason and Michael Myers that could be real people behind masks that could kill you. So we're the same reason. Jason and Michael, though, they're both like. They're dudes in masks. One was I not know a Jason's, dude in a mask. He I know was like Jason's, a fucking dead kid. I know kid. Jason's supposed to be a dead kid, but anybody can put on a hockey mask with a machete and kill you. True, true. I'll give you the Michael Myers thing, definitely. For you don't fact. think like anybody can put on a hockey mask with a machete and kill not you? Not to that extent. Sorry. 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 How dare you? Yeah. I, know, I, I didn't mean to look at you when I said I just. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't scared of no, Freddy. I, I, I for know the same saying. reason I felt like the Crypt Keeper was creepy, but I still thought he was cool. But he was time. funny. Crypt Keeper was funny. Speaking of which, now, but think about it this yeah. way. Michael and Jason were both, Brothers. in theory, at least early on, just regular mortal men. Right. That could be stopped, Yeah, that's what made them scarier, though, to me. Michael Freddy, was though, at the end of the movie. How do you stop Freddy? He's not really real. I mean, he is real, but yeah. he haunts you in your dreams, real and he fake. kills you in your sleep. Yeah. But he was only powered by the fear. 
That was the thing, though. You control fear, though. You're not scared. That was the thing, though. The first one, it was a mind fuck because it was like, he's in your dreams. He's killing you where you can't escape. You have to sleep. What little girl from the first one? Like, nobody from Friday the 13th, like, got away. Really. Wait, but doesn't she end up getting snatched up at the end, though? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, well, kind of. It was controversial ending. It wasn't the original ending that Wes Craven wanted. They make you th- yeah, but still, it's the ending. It's the ending we saw. It's the ending. I didn't know it until I saw the DVD. That's my extras. point. Freddy doesn't really ever go away because yeah. he's that, that was real. The he's that dead and he was, haunts you in your sleep. She was supposed to have found a way to defeat him by beating the fear, but then it's all for nothing at the end because they changed the ending. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. What you can't beat fear. Okay. I get where you're coming from. That Freddy's a little more. Comical and unrealistic, I guess, but but he wasn't comical in the first one. No, no, he no, became he comical agree. later. We're just talking the he first was also one right now. For like eight minutes, though, well, too. he was a little comical in the first one, not as much as later on. But what, what did he? He didn't say any jokes in the first one. The no, first one was but, definitely his most creepiest. Yeah, I agree. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. I mean. Once again, I'm way older than you guys. This movie came out <laughs> what? in what? Hey. What? This came out in 1984. I was literally 11 years old. You guys were how old when you watched it? Not born. I don't okay. remember. Wait a minute, 1984. If I remember correctly, that's one year before. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna do it. I was 11 years old when I watched this, and I literally watched cartoons at the time i was still 10 11 years old i still watch like why a are you bit. watching a rated r movie means I, I i watch rated r movies They're, too at I the same time mama and papa means of this delinquent. they didn't care what i watched delinquent. this is the 80s you know what i'm saying they used to smoke everywhere we went i True. had no seat belts on i fucking and did what i wanted i went out till the lights were off outside the street but lights is your curfew exactly he was smoking means but, was smoking you know, as a child. i fucking lit them up baby hey, Darren, pass me a stogie so my point is this movie i remember watching this movie at the same time a friend of mine we we fucking Nobody rented this that. that light flickered Nobody i did not see it. that nope god damn it i went to uh main street video in austin to rent this the first weekend <laughs> it came out and i got it i got one of six copies there's only six copies. I got one. Very vivid memory. Six. And I rented, I rented Nightmare on Elm Street because I'd heard about it through Fangoria at the time, where I got a, I got a magazine every month at Fangoria at a place called Cartwright's Pharmacy in Crothersville that should never have allowed a kid my age to get Fangoria, like, but I did. Like you got old. it by yourself. So I got Fangoria. They let me buy it by myself. And I got Fangoria, and I saw this movie coming. So then, when it came out on DVD or uh, VHS, as before DVD, DVD. I Listen got this guy. I got VHS copy of it, one of six. We rented it, and a buddy of mine named John Holsworth. I hope you're listening to this, John, because he brought over a an Inspector Gadget doll action figure. To my house to stay all night, and we watch fucking Friday the Thirteenth. That's Nerd. how young we were. Nerd. So I'm just, I'm just saying. We were way out of our league. So my, my point is, we were way fucking out of our league watching this movie, and it blew my mind. My mom went to bed, my dad went to bed, and it was like eleven o'clock at night, and I'm fucking putting this in the VCR, and that shit came on, and. 
him fucking killing the girl at the very beginning yeah. and freaked me out. Her up on the ceiling, blood coming down. A very gory scene. And then fucking like the tongue in the telephone and Johnny Depp getting pulled through the bed and the blood shooting up. Do you know that bothers I me? I fucking blew, it blew my mind. To this day? That Johnny Depp's you? death? Yeah. Yeah. Because all this blood is everywhere and his parents are still like not believing it's anything supernatural. Yeah. That okay. movie blew my mind. I didn't know what to think because I'd never seen anything like it. I was used to watching like Sammy Terry, like the crawling flesh and the creeping hand and friggin' Frankenstein and shit like that. And mm-hmm. then I watched this movie and, you know, I saw, I saw Friday the 13th. That freaked me out. And I saw Halloween. That freaked me out. But really? this one, I didn't understand it. And that's what freaked me out. Jason terrified me as a kid, but still I remember like the Friday the 13th marathons coming on USA whenever it was Friday the 13th. Up all night. And USA. I'd be watching them all night. All night. Like, oh, this is going to terrify the shit out of me, but I can't stop watching it. Yeah. So Wait, Maybe the maybe the differences between those two, like Friday the 13th takes place out in the woods, you're camping. Like if you don't go camping, maybe it doesn't scare you as much, but like Freddy, everyone sleeps and everyone dreams. You know what I mean? It's hard to avoid that yeah. kind of comparison, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was just so. So creepy. I do think he's scary. Violent. Just creepy and violent. It's weird. Like the the later Freddy. When we talk about the later Freddy versions, Oops. three was fun. Three was when That's he started scary, becoming. <laughs> three was one when he started becoming comical, and then four on was all comical, right? Yeah. But one was still the most terrifying to me. Absolutely. Did they ever explain that? Why they turned that into a horror movie to a horror comedy movie? Probably just trying to give the character a little bit more personality going yeah, forward. I've seen the uh, DVD extras and they, they kind of wanted to like bulk his carry, character up. And then at that point in like horror history, it was kind of like every movie was trying to up the kill level. So it was more about it's less about plot and it was more about like how gory your kills could be. So to make those gory kills, they had to add comedy in there. So I think it just kind of brought that in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. Fun he's fact. He's actually kind of silly anyway. I think. Not in the first one. He's definitely silly in the third one on. He's not as silly in the first one, but if you go back and watch it, he's he does have some. There are some silly things about it. Like, I mean, he's taunting the girl by like cutting his fingers off, and then she like, yeah, but rips I, his face off, and he laughs maniacally. I feel like he was trying to be more creepy and do it instead of like How's making silly, joking one-liners. Is that silly? Because I guess you've I'm seen just. The other ones? I guess I'm just comparing it to other movies like. Michael Myers or Jason where there's like yeah. no comedy whatsoever like he kind of has a bit of I don't know I think if you erase him. three on you don't see the comedy in one like I think it's still like a weird movie it is weird but I could see the like beginnings of it I guess is what I'm saying yeah yeah fun fact I mean the, the ending first, of it they drive away in a Freddy freaking car like, the first Nightmare on Elm Street is the only one where he Freddy Krueger had solid red sleeves the rest of them were all striped. He didn't have striped sleeves? Yes. Are you kidding me? He has stripes on the torso, and the sleeves are a solid red. Oh, I'll have to go back and look at that. That's a cool fun fact. Yeah. The horror you know. The horror you know. I literally probably didn't know that. I don't know. Maybe I'm biased because I know 
Freddy as a character kind of going into these movies more yeah. so than like living like through he them. Kills, he kills with that girl with the roach motel when she's lifting. She turns into a roach. That's kind of cool. That's all cheesy, funny. Yeah. Like it gets <laughs> it gets comical, but the kills are fun. Like when the when the girl like gets killed like that, and the one guy gets his arms ripped off when he's lifting weights and. I don't know. It's it becomes a fun franchise. I think it's not as serious. I think Wes Craven is just like I don't know. I think he's just a genius when it comes to his horror movies because he he makes really scary movies, but he kind of has that like layer of comedy to them a little bit. Yeah, and he knows what's work. He knows what works for the time. Yeah, that he makes yeah. them. The Scream movies Fun and with fact. Matthew Lillard. Scream is definitely kind of funny. <laughs> He's like, but just also put scary. Matthew Lillard in there. We'll be fine with the comedy. But like I said, even going Fun back fact, to Freddy, Wes Craven didn't did not want to be a horror director. He got kind of pushed into that. Really? He yep. was a natural at it. I he wanted say. to be. He wanted to be a dramatic director, and then he made the uh, what's the one where the people do the home invasion and rape the girl and almost kill her. Um, last house on the left. Last house on the left. Oh uh, yeah. That. And then he kind of went. Just he just naturally went in that. Wait, are you sure it's not? I spit on your grave. No, he did last house on the left. Yeah, he did. He didn't direct. <laughs> I spit on your grave. I'm trying to think of last house. On. Was that the one with uh, Hayden? Not Hayden, but uh, Jennifer Law. There were there were two. You're talking about the remake. That was it. Re- no, the, the remake had. Um, Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah. No. Sarah Paxton? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You're thinking, uh, I think it was called Girl at the End of the Street. Mm. House at the End of the Street. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That was a good movie. That was alright. I liked it. Maybe it was just, I was just because Jennifer Lawrence. (laughs) You just had Jennifer Lawrence on the (laughs) brain. Just admit it. It's the same kind of concept, though. Yeah invasion movie yeah but i mean like he the thing about it is a lot of these directors like joe dante wes craven people like that were absolutely influenced even john carpenter to some extent by roger corman i don't know if you know you guys know who roger corman is kind of a little bit a little bit so look up roger corman he basically did a lot of like schlocky movies but he produced a lot of movies that some of these famous directors came out of, including like James Cameron, hmm. you know, that later on did Avatar and Titanic and everything. Like he influenced them and helped them out in their career. But uh, this uh, Wes Craven kind of was influenced by him to to push forward into the horror genre. So and Joe Dante, who did Gremlins oh. and Burbs and all that stuff, you we know, did Verona. Little Shop of Horrors. And Piranha, the original Piranha. Who? I like the Burps. Uh, Roger Corman. He produced that one. He didn't direct it. Uh, that was Joe Dante. 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 He did something called Sharktopus with some. Sh- Imagining is like the Sharknado before Sharknado. Yeah, a he was. A, I mean, he was all about like just making fun movies, you know, but sometimes with serious themes. I feel like I've seen Carnosaur. I mean, you guys have probably seen a lot of his old stuff, you know. But I know you know his influences, so. 
I don't know. I mean, I think, uh, to me, I would put Halloween series one and two right up there at the top. I'd put Friday the 13th right below it, maybe, just because of how influential to slasher genre it was. And then I would put Nightmare on Elm Street, even though it's a totally different type of genre, because it's like this dream sleep type genre with like a, a lot of nightmarish, you know, type imagery right below it. I mean, those three are the three that came out of the 80s that were the icons of horror. The Holy Trinity. I'd probably really? put uh, I'd probably put Freddy Krueger at the top. You uh, put him above them. Yeah, at the top of classic uh, horror movie slashers. Then Michael. Yeah. Hmm. I think so. That's debatable. Like vis- like visually and everything like that. Just I mean, I Freddy like Krueger's. I like the first Freddy and I like the third Freddy. Fun fact: really There's another Papa Torrance story. Papa we used Torrance. to watch this I love movie together. No. Um, He's gonna say that about every movie. They had uh, <laughs> they had a music store, Sam Goody. Oh yeah. Yep. Remember Sam? Old Sam. Old Sam. Old Sam. It was a goodie. Remember El Loco there. though? Was Madison's first uh, record store that yeah. I know of? Yeah. Um, so uh, you're forgetting On Cue. It was way sir? before On Cue, sir. Sam Goody came after On Cue. I said El Loco. Oh, I'm sorry. Karma <laughs> Records. Karma Rec. Okay. My bad. Was that Madison too? I'm not from Madison. Uh, I'm throwing out. I'm shouting out Karma Records from Seymour, Indiana. Oh. In Columbus. It's where I used to buy my concert tickets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, I would go shopping for music at Sam Goody, formerly on Q. And uh, I went in there one day and I was looking around. And I get back out to the car of my papa. And. He's excited, and I'm like, what's wrong with you? Why are you so excited? Papa? Okay, 11. I know, I was waiting for somebody to make the reference. Everybody's <laughs> tired. So anyway, I get I'm back out. You. My I'm dad's excited. I'm like, trying to figure out, like, what... He bought He bought a CD. Did he buy, like, anything traditional? No. He bought the Nightmare Realm Street 3 <laughs> soundtrack. The hell and yeah. And I said, Why? And he played one song and one song alone that I can remember on loop for like two weeks straight. Dream Warriors? By Dawkin. Dawkin. I respect that That's too, a great song, but my God. Everybody talks about like the score for Halloween, but Nightmare on Elm Street has really good music too. Maybe tonight, maybe tonight you'll be gone. So uh, yeah, that was another Papa Torrance story. Jesus he was so Mary excited. About, he was so excited about that fucking soundtrack. George and I was Lynch. like, I've never heard another song on this soundtrack other than that one. Do you understand now why though? George Lynch is a great guitarist. I'm telling you, great he probably guitarist. Did to more, but my dad loves some docking. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street has great rock from the east, man. I like Freddie's. I like Nightmare on Elm Street's theme. I don't want to say more than Halloween, but it's it's right there. You mean the the music, the theme? Yeah, like the main thing. It's kind of hard to beat that Halloween thing. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I. Are you like talking about the? Are you talking about the rhyme? 
You're talking about something else? No. Not the wrong. Is that, uh, is that your guys' favorite Dawkins song, is Dream Warriors? No. What's your favorite Dawkins oh. song? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't looking. He looked really uh, confused. I'm like sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Expand looking, on that? I was looking stuff up, and I heard you say that, and I was like, no, that's not. Um, Breaking the Chains is probably my favorite. That's Good one. Of my, that's that's one of my favorites. Favorite. I hate that song. He's never heard it. I have not heard that song. But you Jay, hate you it? Get a, you got a favorite Dawkins song? No. Can you name another Dawkins song? Not off the top of my head. <laughs> no. I'm not one. I'm trying to... Breaking the Chains is good, but it's not as good as to me as Unchain the Night. Unchain the Night. That's another Are all one. songs about chains? I'm first now. Yeah, Unchain the Night. I forgot about of that. the Chain songs, that's my favorite. <laughs> uh, but my top is uh, It's Not Love. It's not, it's not love, love, it's chains. Yeah, it's my favorite It's song. not love. That so, is great. So we need to like Maybe add that tonight. to our Facebook page or something. Yeah, we'll drop Twitter. a link or something. You guys can rock out to this song. We need big hair wigs and take a picture. I love Dream Put Warriors. It that, that's it's literally the first movie was great, and it scared the shit out of me. But Dream Warriors is might might be my favorite movie. It's Don Dockin, right? I believe it's Don Dockin. George Lynch, guitarist. He made that band for sure. So what do you what do you think about the movie? I mean, is there? I You're thought the me. movie was had some fucking cool parts to it. Like I literally love when they. Even though it looks cheesy now, like when I first saw his arms creeping out and going all the way across the hallway or the alleyway and screeching along the which, things, it looked kind of fake. Which one's the one where they're in the mental hospital? I think that's three. Three. Is that three? Is that Dream yeah. Warriors? Okay. Yeah, because they all had like special are powers. Are you just asking us what we think about it or are we rating it? I mean, you could do both. We don't, I mean, we're an hour in, hour and 26 in. Damn. We can go ahead and rate it. Like, what did you think about the first one? And then tell me what you thought about the franchise overall. Love the first one. I'm going to give it a solid nine. Because I loved it so much. And it's just... Good. Like cool. I said, I put Freddy, like, at the top of classic horror slashers. So, really? Yeah. I feel confident and give it that solid nine. Love that first movie. And I love the rest of the franchise. Except... The only one I didn't like was... Wes Craven's New Nightmare. What? <laughs> that was... I we all that. jumped up as one of my favorite ones. We all perked up. Hold up. Are we talking about the same one where they're like... New Nightmare? Where, where it's they, like... Uh, are they like breaking the fourth wall and shit? Like actually yeah, making a Nightmare on Elm Street that movie? That was awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? I didn't say I didn't like it at all, but that was... You easily, did say. That's that the only one you didn't like. That was the only one I didn't like. Easily my least favorite. You're backtracking now. Well, whatever <laughs> I said, it doesn't matter. It's my least favorite nightmare on the street. It does matter. It's already resonated with us. Freddy's coming for you. I can't believe that's your all's favorite. Well, no one said favorite. favorite. <laughs> oh, look at you all. My least favorite. In his defense, I said favorite. I used oh, the word uh, favorite. Back look who's backtracking now. It, it, We're it, not. It no, I'm not backtracking. Favorite. I'm standing How by. is that your favorite, even over the very no first one? No one said one. favorite except Ian, but it pumped new life into the franchise. Yeah. Did it? Yeah, because yeah. it... It kind of like made it meta. 
You don't see, understand. This is like the, you don't understand. This is like, like after the Texas Freddy's... Chainsaw when they were here beating on me. Literally beating on me. Are we back to that with a chainsaw? <laughs> I mean, I don't think any of them will compare to the first one, but so it definitely was like was uh, a Scream new 4, your favorite the... Scream movie? Scream what? Is it 4? Were they doing the same thing? I mean, all the Scream movies were kind of meta, so I don't no, know. No, there's one where they're actually making the stab movie. Three. Yeah, is that your favorite Scream too? No, but I liked it. Horrible. I thought two was the stab movie. I don't two think two was. I think was three it? was the two one that was definitely stab, yeah. Because they go now to the movie three, and watch they're it. on the movie set of stab, if that's yeah, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Two, they actually watch stab on the screen. Yeah, in the the first opening scene. scene is Omar Epps getting stabbed while yeah. they were watching the stab watching movie. Stab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, that glory hole. <laughs> Why was wow. he in there? You guys mm-hmm. have shot oh. me tonight with this revelation. Oh, sorry, that was scary movie. That was the glory hole. The way you all reacted had me second guessing myself like I was talking about the wrong movie. It's <laughs> <was> like, what? <laughs> no, I will say the first one is a classic. Obviously, that is the best one. But my favorite one would probably be New Nightmare. I, I just I love everything about it. Because you're coming off the heels of like four, which was, man, then what was it? Was it five? That was Which one was at Freddy's back? That one got absolutely fucking slammed by everybody. The one where like all of a sudden he has a kid. Yeah. And then nobody knows which one the kid is, and he's like, You think I'm your daddy, ain't I? Saw <laughs> <laughs> so that guy's parachute. What are you going to rate it? What would you rate it? Uh, the original? Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, but obviously I'd, I'd, I'd give it a seven. That is fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm going to lose them. My up. Trent, what are you going to give it? Hmm. Trent, what do you give it? I'm going to give it an 8.5. That may be your highest rating that I can You're going to expand on that a little bit? I mean, I think it's a classic as well. And I kind of... He loved it. I, I loved it. <laughs> on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I kind of alluded to it earlier. I think Wes Craven is great at creating movies that are scary but also kind of silly too like I know you all kind of disagree with me a little bit that the first one is silly but I think there are silly parts to it I'm not trying to sit here and say it's a comedy or anything like that but like I don't know he just has this good balance between scary and kind of funny satire obviously he did it with Scream but Mm -hmm. I just thought Freddy was a great combination of and the mythology of it all, too, I thought was really creepy because, again, unlike your Michael Myers and your Jason, he's not like a real person that you could, like, kill or stop necessarily. Right. He's someone that haunts your dreams, and I just think there's something yeah. even scarier about that to me. So the whole just mythology of it and just he's just iconic and just, I don't know. He's just I won't deny that there was probably, like, parts that seem kind of funny in the first one, but I don't think they were intentionally like the rest of the franchise was. No, he definitely he definitely became more comical as the franchise went along. I'm not trying to say he was like meant to be funny in the first one, but no. he definitely wasn't meant to be totally serious either, like Michael Myers or Jason either. And I don't know, he just, he like I said, he was iconic. I thought all the kills in that first movie were really good and really creative. I don't know that much can top that first kill with a girl getting slashed and dragged to the ceiling and everything. I mean, that's, I feel like, one of the most iconic kill scenes. 
I will say slasher history. Yes, but uh, how do you guys feel about the remake? Seriously, and I can again, we just not I have not seen the remake. That on this You've podcast. never seen the remake. I've never seen the remake. Don't I'm watch not it. Gonna sit here and act like I've the seen every I sequel that either. Up is Don't watch because, it because uh, they they redo that scene. Oh, do they? Is it not as good? I'm assuming that scene is good to me. Is good. That scene is good to me. So, in the original, don't y'all feel like a large part of what makes him such a disturbing character is the fact that before he was even this dream demon, he was a, a pedophile child murderer? Yeah, I mean, that that definitely adds into it, for sure. What the fuck was going on, though, in the 80s, where it's, like, okay to fucking not only put your kids in a situation, but then once they're in a situation, like decide to kill a man instead of fucking calling the cops on him and you kill him and then cover it up and then when he comes back and starts killing your kids then you're like eh, we didn't really do that and then like oh yeah well we did do oh, wait. that well to be wait. fair like, weren't the cops weren't the cops in on it to though? be fair he did go to trial and he got released because of Still, yeah, though. Up. I mean, it's it's such a weird like concept. It is. Weird. I love it though. Not I real, mean, it's a weird concept. Realistic. Yeah, it's not. Okay, so I'm re- gonna go through. I'm gonna go through the na- names of all these franchise <laughs> entries. We have Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984, 1985, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, mm-hmm. which is considered the LGBTQ movie. Mm. You could look all that up. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, which had like a lot of a lot of outcasts from different areas in it in the uh, asylum or not. What an asylum is like a what would you call it? I'm like a state sanatorium. It's like a hospital, like a mental hospital for kids mostly. Uh, then you had Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. Then you had Nightmare on Elm Street 5, uh, The Dream Child. That's the one you were talking about. And then we had Nightmare on Elm Street 6, which was The Final Nightmare. And then we had Nightmare on Elm Street 7, which was The New Nightmare, which is the one you hated, the very last one. Now, after that, they had Freddy vs. Jason, and they also had the remake. Yeah. So they haven't had really one since. Which Freddy vs. Jason, I thought was actually a I fun loved movie. it. It was I fun. It was fun. I loved it. It was definitely fun. God, they're both here. Freddy. Freddy <laughs> or Jason. Uh, I actually enjoyed all of the films. They got cheesers. They went along. Did you More... enjoy the remake? Did you tell us that? I didn't enjoy the remake because of the makeup. I think that's what hurt it. Uh, the makeup was just bad. They didn't try to add comedy in it when they had comedy for so long. So when they were trying to re, you know, kind of reboot it, they tried to go back to the original to where it was serious. Yeah. And I just don't think. And plus, Jackie Earl Haley's like five foot six or five three. He's short. So Which is weird. I actually read that for when Jackie Earl Haley signed on, they wanted him because they didn't actually have to put makeup on him. <laughs> really? Wow. Well, they should have put they should have put more <laughs> makeup on him because the horrible right. makeup just made it like even more obvious to people that it wasn't Robert England, which I think made just like harder well, for they him. Tried, they said they tried to make it look like real burn victim makeup, but it just looked kind of creepy. 
He just looked And creepy. not in a good way. Yeah, not in a good way. And I always think of Jackie Earl Haley as as a Kelly Leak from the Bad News Bears. That was one of those movies where I went to the theater and when it was over I said like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, it wasn't good. Not even a little bit. The franchise is good overall. I, w- I would give the first one, yeah, I mean. I was thinking of Jackie Earl Haley. You, give and, me, you um, gave your number, right? What was it? Eight and a half. And a half, I think. Jackie yeah. Earl Haley in uh, Semi-Pro where he won the, won the corn dog. <laughs> Jackie, we don't even have corn dogs. I would probably give it uh I'd probably give it an eight to nine. So eight and a half. Let's go eight and a half again. Thank you. I think Thank uh you. I think he's not quite iconic like Michael. But he's close. But he's close. He's right there with Jason. I gotta disagree. Me. I think they're all right there with each other. They are. I mean, I would give probably eight to eight and a half on all of them. Possibly a nine. Like, if I had you make a, like, horror movie uh, classic slasher poster with the, like, top ten. I'm not even going to say top ten because that's too wide. I mean, I would put I would put Michael at the top just because he's the original bad ha- badass for this new era that we grew up with. And mm-hmm. I would put Jason. Chucky number two. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I would put... Freddy and Jason side by side. I put Michael on top just because he's the original. That's respect. Really? I mean, Freddy probably fucked me up more than the other two, though. <clears throat> Even though the other two were probably maybe closer to real life. Freddy was just so like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't have anything else. You guys have anything else? Nah. What do you think about those Laotians? How do those fuckers die? <laughs> uh, apparently Terrible. by being put on Trent's skin. So he was rubbing the Laotian in. The creams and Laotians. The Laotians. putting on my skin. And they got nothing on my cocoa butter, though. He puts the Laotians That's on the That's kind of cool, though, that he got... He but read an article butter? about, like, a real life, like, people dying mysteriously, and it gave him this fucking genius idea to come up with a 20, 30... Pretty much a thirty to forty year franchise. I mean, it's pretty Tell crazy, me, man. Like that's as far it's as insane. as far as horror movies and like just concepts in general of horror movies. Like that's I think at the top as far as scare factor. He's there. He's for sure there. Because you can't even go to sleep. Yeah. Which is kind of supposed to be your sort of safe place, I guess. I mean, I just wish he wouldn't. Nine ten. Never sleep again. Never. You don't ever. Never again. Nothing about it. You can sleep. Can't fuck. Dude tried to fuck. His wife, his girlfriend got killed. Tried to sleep. He got killed. Tried to drink it off. Got killed. Tried to watch TV. Got killed. Lifted weights. Got killed. Uh, you can't even go skinny dipping at Camp Crystal Lake. Guy fucking got killed shitting one time in one of them. <laughs> the fuck do you do? You do nothing but stay at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hold on to your butt cheeks. <laughs> we gotta end this episode somehow. Somebody do it. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us this week. No, thank you for joining us this week. This I've been, been Ian. I've been Ian. I've been Darren. And I'm Trent. And we're, <laughs> and we're gonna haunt your nightmares. One, two, three.
People aren't asleep right now. I don't know what to tell Stop. never sleep again. I got to piss. In the dead of night, when the moon is high, and the shadows dance, the evil will rise. So now is the time to let all you 